Welcome to 12 Minutes of Dauntless Commentary on Widely Unaccepted Truth from God's Word. Hang on to your Bible. I am Elsie Breeden, and this is Audaciously Unpopular. Happy Monday, everybody. Those of you who know what I do for a living right now is a lot of uh, gig jobs and delivery jobs, and so I have a lot of adventures. A lot of those adventures I feel like have to do with puppies <laughs> or dogs that meet me as I drop off the deliveries. And I've had some very interesting dog encounters. Um, there's even a few places that I've went multiple times that I always know when I pull up that the sweet dog is here. <laughs> but there was one day that I had just got to the house where I was delivering and this cute little dog was there. And it kind of approached me, but it hesitated and kind of groveled and kind of backed up a little bit. And its tail was wagging, but it almost seemed like it was scared of me. And then I spoke to it and I just began talking to this little dog and they came right up to me. And they were so like their whole body was wagging. They were so happy and I was petting it and and giving it attention, but Something stuck out to me that day, and I learned a little lesson from a shy little dog who was scared to approach me before I spoke to him. And I thought about people coming into our church, coming into our lives, and how a lot of times they're coming in from a broken world. They're coming in from a a family or a situation or another church or a work issue and they're coming in from a broken world in any capacity and they're carrying with them hurt and they're carrying with them a distrust for people and they're carrying with them that shyness and that that fear and if we don't love first if we don't speak to them first like I did with that little dog what's going to happen to them are they ever going to feel safe to open up? Are they ever going to feel safe to ask questions? Are they ever going to feel the love of God in a, in a tangible way to make them open to the gospel if we don't speak first? And you might be listening right now and saying, I'm not really that outgoing person. I'm not the extrovert. I'm not the greeter. I'm not, that's not really me. I'm just kind of shy and I'm uncomfortable with talking to people. And I, I get that. I have to force myself to talk to people I don't know. I get that. But there's something that we can do in our mannerisms, maybe if it's just a good morning. There's something that we can do to show the love of Christ when they're not sure of themselves. When they walk in the door and they don't know what what am I getting into? I don't know anybody here. What do I do next? What is this Jesus? Who, who is this about? Is there anything to this? Is this really the place that I find hope? We approach them with indifference or judgment. Are we not hindering their opportunity? Are we not standing in the way of them hearing the gospel because of our response or our lack of response? Sometimes it's necessary for us to get out of our comfort zones in order to show someone else the love of Christ. And I know it's easy to talk about love. It's, it's a subject that we all like to talk about. And it's, and it's, you know, we all like it. It's easy. It's comfortable. Oh, I love people. I don't, I don't hate anyone. 
But if we go to 1 Corinthians 13 and we start reading what love is and what love does, it kind of puts the crunch on us. And so it's about to get real because I'm headed to 1 Corinthians 13. And Paul starts it out by saying, If I speak with the tongues of men and of angels and do not have love, I have become a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. If I have the gift of prophecy and know all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have all faith so as to remove mountains, but do not have love, I am nothing. And if I give all my possessions to feed the poor, and if I surrender my body to be burned, but do not have love, it profits me nothing. Paul just listed out here some characteristics that we think are so important as Christians. He talked about being eloquent, having that that presence to speak to people and to have their attention. And if I am super smart in the things of God and I know the Bible forwards and backwards and I can quote it and I can take you to the book, chapter and verse, and I can show you everything. And if I have great faith, like faith that is greater than anyone else in my church, and if I have all of this down and if I am generous and I give and give and give and give, but without love, None of that matters. Without having love, a real, tangible, practical expression of Christ to the people around me, if that is lacking, then none of the rest of it is any good. And so he goes on to talk about what love is and and how to portray love. Love is patient. Love is kind and is not jealous. Love does not brag and is not arrogant, does not act unbecomingly, it does not seek its own, is not provoked, does not take into account a wrong suffered, does not rejoice in unrighteousness, but rejoices with the truth, bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things, love never fails. Now, if you're like me, every time that you read this chapter in 1 Corinthians, or every time you hear this chapter read, challenges you and it convicts you because as I read through that love is patient I am not always patient love is kind I am not always kind sometimes I have the opportunity to be kind and I just do nothing love is not jealous it does not brag it is not arrogant it does not seek its own sometimes I feel like I'm the most important person in this situation and my comfort is of more value than reaching out to that person who just walked in my church doors Because I don't know them and I've never met them before. So I'm just going to seek my own comfort and stay where it's safe for me instead of reaching out to them. I feel like we all need to evaluate ourselves. And I know I just made this get really real and took 1 Corinthians 13 in a way that maybe you weren't expecting. But I feel like this recipe for understanding what love is it, it makes it real and tangible, something that we can evaluate and say, am I patient? Am I kind? Am I expressing the love of Christ in its fullness? Do I have the characteristics of love that I bear with people, that I'm patient with people, that I believe in what God can do for them, that I believe in what they can do in the kingdom of God? Do I hope? Do I endure no matter the struggle? Do I push through when it's hard for me? Do I reach out to them? Do I show love? In 1 John chapter 4, verse 11, it says, Beloved, if God so loved us, we also ought to love 
one another. This is the foundation for reaching out to that person is I am loved. I am loved. Christ died for me when I was still a sinner. Before I even knew what love was about, he reached out for me. And if he did that for me, how dare I sit here in my comfort zone and not reach out and not speak to someone, not show that love and that compassion of Christ that I have freely been given. Because if he has loved us like that, then why are we not loving someone else? Why are we not stepping out? In John 15 verse 13, Jesus says, Greater love has no one than this, that one lay down his life for his friends. A couple of weeks ago, we talked about the sacrificing and and giving up something. What does it cost me? It's not sacrifice if it costs me nothing. Is it love if we're not giving up our own agenda? Is it love if we're not stepping out of our comfort zone? Is it truly showing concern and preferring someone else above ourselves if we're still more worried about ourselves in that situation? When it comes to practical ways of sharing love and showing love inside the church doors, when those people walk in with their brokenness and with their hurting, first of all, we need to remember that we were once them. Before we knew Christ, before we knew grace, we were the same broken, hurting people. And we need to remember that. But practically applied within the church, loving may mean swallowing our pride. I've already talked about getting out of our comfort zone, but love also does not seek its own. It does not brag about itself. So it's not dominating the conversation. It's listening to where they're at, learning to know them, learning to understand who they are. And in conversation, making sure that we are not pressed for our need to be right. Sometimes we as Christians, we think we have the answers or we have a good understanding of the word of God. And if it's if we're not careful, we can get into a debate with someone who maybe doesn't see it the same that w- way that we do or doesn't believe the same way that we do. Or maybe they haven't accepted Christ or they haven't surrendered to the point that we are. And it's easy for us to get caught up in that and push our agenda and push our thoughts and push our beliefs with this need to be right and to be known for who we are. But that is not love. And if we approach these precious souls that God has sent into our church and into our lives, if we approach them with that lack of love, with that need to be right, with that need to be known, with that need to fix them and change them when that's not even what we're called to do, we're just called to take them to the one who can change them. It's not our job to change them. It's not our job to fix them. It's just our job to show them Jesus. So my challenge is go to 1 Corinthians 13. Read through that. Put your name in those blanks where it says love. Put your name there and say, is this really me? Am I patient? Am I kind? Am I enduring all things? Am I, am I in this? Am I the love of Christ in this world around me. And when someone comes broken, hurting, with a past, with baggage, with distrust, with everything that they've gone through in this world, and they walk through my church doors, do I show them the love of Christ? And if I don't love them, then who will? Who will?